0: Hey everybody, my name is Olivia, and today we're going to talk about some of the hidden history of Fort Collins, Colorado—women's roles in town, prohibition, and murder. The main topic of today's podcast is the Women's Christian Temperance Union, a national organization that was founded by women for women in 1874. The women in the group felt a moral objection to drinking alcohol for religious reasons. Their main goal as an organization was to prohibit the sale, making, and drinking of alcohol. Now, this may seem rather extreme to us today, but during this time period, alcohol was often associated with violence like bar fights, domestic abuse, and family poverty. The Fort Collins chapter of the Women's Christian Temperance Union was founded in 1879 because so many women in Fort Collins were worried about the amount of alcohol in the town. At that time, there were around 13 saloons in town, which is quite a lot considering the town only had around 2,000 people in it. Women like Auntie Stone and Lucy McIntyre were not only concerned with the alcohol, but the effects that the alcohol had on many men. Some men would become violent and participate in bar fights or even abuse their wives and children, and yet others would waste their entire paychecks on liquor, which left the family without any money for food, clothing, or rent, since men were the only ones who would work. Things like this were commonly overlooked during this time period because men were rarely held accountable for their actions, and there were basically no organizations that could provide help for women or children in need. The ones who noticed this were the women that were being affected by this wastefulness and violence. As a local example of this, there's the story of Ava and James Howe. They moved to Fort Collins in 1880 and by all accounts were happy and part of the good society. But according to the Fort Collins Courier, by 1886, James was under the influence of liquor. And when in this condition, he invariably mistreated and shamefully abused his wife. And on April 4th, 1888, Ava got the courage to leave her husband. She left their five-year-old daughter with their neighbor and went to pack up her things. Sadly, James came home drunk and saw Ava packing and started to beat her. She tried to fight back and call for help and she managed to make her way out onto the street and caught the attention of a few people passing by. Those who had seen the violent fight rushed to help her, but she was dead before they could. Some of the men who had seen the murder went into the house and tied up her husband before the police arrived. The rest of the day was a whirlwind of justice. James was arrested for Ava's murder, examined by the doctor, and found to smell of alcohol. He went to trial and was found guilty of murder. Everyone in the town was horrified by Ava's murder. And later that same night, a mob of angry men took justice into their own hands. They cut the power to the town jail and stormed it, even tying up the police officers so that they could not interfere with their plan. They broke James Howe out of jail, and they hung him in the street. Their actions were viewed as swift Western justice, and the police didn't even try to find out who had been a part of the mob. While their actions were technically illegal, you know, murder, they certainly viewed themselves as morally righteous. And to this day, this is the only lynching in Fort Collins history. The murder of Ava Howe, and the subsequent lynching of her husband, made many people in Fort Collins aware of the dangers of alcohol and its connections to violence. This event was intense, unforgettable, and caused many people to agree with the Women's Christian Temperance Union and their belief that alcohol was a corrupting influence that should be banned. The Women's Christian Temperance Union fought for the prohibition of alcohol in numerous ways, but the most visible way was their column in the Fort Collins Courier, the local newspaper. They paid for a temperance column that had stories about the dangers and evils of alcohol. They had one titled, The Demon of Drink and the Devil's Chain, which accused those who drank of not listening to the word of God. This story, and others like it, made drinking into a moral issue where a person could only be considered a good Christian member of society if they did not drink. By making this an issue of morality, the Women's Christian Temperance Union were making it a social issue into a women's political issue. And at that time, women were considered the moral compass of the country. They were seen as more religious, nurturing, and generally more wholesome than men. Yet women were still not able to vote, But being part of organizations like this, it was a way for women to get involved in politics. It was a way for them to control their lives and how they were treated before they had the legal right to. They used different political strategies like letter-writing campaigns, petition drives, testimonials, and collecting signatures while focusing on single issues so that they could be successful. These tactics were used in important campaigns like the women's suffrage movement and the civil rights movement and are still effective tools that are used in politics today. While the Women's Christian Temperance Union did participate in politics before they had the right to vote, they felt that they could be more influential if they could vote. And women in Colorado got the right to vote in 1893, a whopping 27 years earlier than nationally, where women didn't get the right to vote until 1920. Women in Colorado were fortunate that their hard work campaigning for the vote led them to be the second state in the country to gain women's suffrage. And the women of the Fort Collins Women's Christian Temperance Union took full advantage of their newfound rights, and three short years later, in 1896, the prohibition of alcohol was passed. Prohibition lasted up into the 1960s and led to an exciting history of alcohol smuggling and speakeasy-style bars in town. Yet the role of the Women's Christian Temperance Union has been a relatively forgotten part of the story. I hope that I was able to put this interesting organization back into the local Fort Collins historical narrative where it belongs. Thanks for listening, and I hope you learned something new about the history of Fort Collins. Also, if you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence, the National Hotline for Domestic Violence phone number is 1-800-799-7233. Thanks.